0: Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're reviewing all those amazing reality shows that unfortunately only had one season. I'm your host Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve deeper into our series on NYC Prep. Today we're going to be discussing episode six, Guest of Guests. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot to talk about, because A, this is our 100th episode, is that yeah. correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: It's a big deal. Um, It is. We were supposed to be getting drunk, but we're not. I know. We're both so squared these days. I know. But I will say, <laughs> it's kind of funny, but awesome as well. So, this is our third year, uh-huh. and 100 episodes in three years means we have released an episode two-thirds of the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So, like Taylor, we're the perfect like C student. Yeah. I like it. I think it's good, though. Yeah. (laughs) And when I think about it, that, you know, two-thirds of the time is not bad. Yeah. I'm proud of it. Um, Well,
0: now that we're doing every other week, we're right on track.
1: I know. Yeah. We're evening out. We should celebrate, though. Like...
0: I know. We need to do something. Um, I think that our real celebration should be the supplemental episode when we watch 12. Yes. And we should definitely, like, drink and stuff for that one.
1: Yeah. I and mean, we to should,
0: be fair, I did take an edible this morning, but it was very low dose. So. Yeah.
1: And we should like do a dinner or something. We'll do it later. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I agree. It needs to be a celebration, but um, not on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. No.
0: Yeah. It's really nice outside. I want to get outside. Um, so we, there's no Twitter house cleaning because we literally just did that an hour ago. Yes. Um, now, but before you do the breakdown, yep. now is when I'm going to delve do it. into do it. the Pratt cast with Kelly Catrone. Do it. You guys, if you haven't listened to it yet, you need to just pause this, go listen to it, and come back. And now I will say, I'm the whole thing it right now. was 45 minutes long. The first, like, 10 minutes was kind of, like, bullshit fluff. Like, it's it's weird. So they, it's, um, Stephanie and her co-host Wells, who I guess is from The Bachelor? Okay. Like, because I don't watch The Bachelor, and, like, at one either. point he talks about Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise, so I guess that's his reality TV connection. Okay. Um, and then a producer who's not named, but chimes in quite a bit. So I thought it was weird that they didn't name her. Okay. And this is only the fourth episode of her podcast, fourth or fifth, so I'm a little surprised they weren't, you know, saying who people were, still. Um, so... They start talking with Stephanie. She talks about how she has just gotten back from London and they're filming, you know, they, they filmed the new Hills New Beginnings and they were doing like a press junket and they're, um, they just filmed a bunch of social media stuff like that you can find on YouTube, MTV's YouTube. Okay. Now, quick sidebar, the Hills New Beginnings, and this is where we're going to have to really up our game, is going to start airing in April. So Soon. Okay. So I think we are just going to have to commit, like, whatever night it's on, I may just have to come, like, straight to your house from work, and okay. we'll watch it together. I'm assuming it'll be a half an hour.
1: Or it'll be a goal to figure out the Skype record.
0: Or, yes, or we can Skype record, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely, we can figure it out. But I think that is something that we are going to need to record the evening it airs and put it up the next day. Okay. Um, and we will do that while taking a break from this.
1: Well... So, how many episodes of NYC Prep are there?
0: Total? Yeah. Eight. We only have two more.
1: Oh, then won't we finish by April? No, 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 but
0: I'm saying we can start Pretty Wild, we'll take a hiatus from whatever we're, we're from Pretty Wild, do The Hills, and then we'll go back to...
1: Okay. It might actually work out perfectly that we might be in between NYC Prep and Pretty Wild.
0: Yeah. And so we'll do The Hills Have Size Part Deux. (laughs) Ooh. <laughs> um so so that was really good information to learn okay and then this is where things get weird it's almost like wells had never seen the ha- I, it's so it's strange so i guess he booked kelly like he is the one that booked kelly um and they he talks and stephanie gets like all choked up like first she, ta- she talks a little bit about spencer and she says that um the New Beginnings has been great for their relationship. Like, they're back on track. They're family again after nine years. and That's it's nice. And, an, like, she, like the, Hills, she said the Hills broke up my family. And the Hills New Beginning brought my family back together. Okay. Now, I don't think it's been that long they've been back together. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like they have been back together in those nine years here and there. And then it's blown up again. Yeah. So we'll see if it sticks. But whatever. Then, she goes on to claim that Kelly... Like, she hates Kelly, hates Kelly, and claims that Kelly ruined her life. Ruined it. Shit on her dreams. Kelly is the reason she dropped out of FIDM. Kelly is the reason she didn't start her handbag line. Kelly crushed all of her dreams as a young girl. I mean, she literally blames every fault in her life, pretty much, on Kelly. Like, all this baggage on Kelly. And they're discussing all of this um, and talking about the fact that Kelly's going to call in. And it's weird because you hear ringing in between the talking and the ring goes away and you hear this. Hello. Well, some dum dum has called Kelly like in the middle, like obviously too early. They were supposed to finish. Like Stephanie's literally kind of talking shit about Kelly and Kelly's like, hello. Like, and I'm kind of surprised Kelly didn't hear it. So that nice. was definitely a big fuck up on the production end of things. Kelly gets on the phone and says, hello, the connection's not great. I had to turn the sound up pretty loud to hear Kelly. Um, so Kelly calls in, and Kelly, like, blows the hills up. Like, it was insane. Alright, fill me in. first of all, Stephanie comes in pretty hot, and is like, Kelly, Kelly, what do you have to say to me? Like, you ruined my dreams, you shattered everything, and Kelly's like, what? She's like, basically... She says, none of you, no one ever worked for me. Roxy never worked for me. Lauren never worked for me. Whitney never worked for me, which was a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. Um, She's like, you never worked for me. She said it was a television show. She said, they told me what to say. We filmed a couple days a week. They'd have me sit at a desk across from Lauren. She said, none of that was real. Like, none of it. She said, the only thing that was real, and this is, she's referencing the city and not Whitney. She said, when Whitney had her fashion show, I did, even though she wasn't a client of mine, help her produce it a little bit. She said, I went into this not knowing about The Hills, not knowing about Laguna Beach. I didn't know who any of these people were. She said that Lisa Love reached out to me and said that we're finishing up filming here. I think that, like, it would be a good fit for them to film for you next.
1: Fascinating. And she
0: said, I She said I thought it was crazy. She said, but I respect Anna Wintour, and I thought that if Anna Wintour thought this was the right move for Teen Vogue... Then it surely would be the right move for me and my clients. And that's why I agreed to do it. Okay. Um, and I mean and 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 so Stephanie, deluded Stephanie, keeps going, No, we worked there. I was there, I was there. And Kelly goes, No, 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 no. You filmed your TV show at my office, but you never worked there. She said, I will pull up my payroll records for since the company was founded, and none of you were on them. I never cut anyone a check. Yeah. And Stephanie, and she goes, it's illegal to have someone, she's like, you have to pay them. She said, if you work for People's Revolution, you would I would have had to pay you. And Stephanie goes, well, it was an intern. It was an internship. And she goes, yes, if it was an internship, you would be getting college credit. No one was getting college credit for working for me. I either give you credit or I have to pay you. Wow. And internships are paid. They're not paid as much. And Stephanie, and she said, look, Stephanie, this is what went down. She said, the producers came to me. They said, the storyline is going to be That you are going to interview Stephanie. Um, You are not going to hire her. She's not going to get the job. Lauren's going to have to hire her because we want Lauren to show that she has to be accountable for her friends in the workplace. And we want Lauren to be uncomfortable. And she said, that's what I was told. And she said, they told me to be hard on you. They told, and the two things they pointed out on your resume were your handbag line and the fact that you could speak French. And she said, so I went after the handbag line and the fact that you couldn't speak French when you said you did, because that's <laughs> basically what they told me to bring up. They said they told yeah. me I was... And Stephanie goes insane. And she's like, no, Kelly, no, no, no. Like, how, you were so mean to me. You were so mean to me. You ruined my dreams. You, You told me I couldn't have a handbag line. I dropped out of school because of you. And Kelly's like, the fuck? Like, you know, I'm sorry that that's the way you felt. She's like, but I assumed that you, like everyone else, knew we were filming a fake television show. And if no one told you that, I'm really sorry if you didn't believe otherwise. (laughs) But, like, that was not the case. Like, I... You know, I would, they, they, they hired me to be a hired gun bitch, and I was a hired gun bitch. I did what I was supposed to do. Yeah. And Stephanie keeps reiterating, but it wasn't scripted. You You chose the words you had to say. You chose to be so mean to me. You chose to say. And she's like, Stephanie, like, it was not real. Like, it wasn't real. Like, I don't, like, it was a TV show. She said, you were in my office maybe three days total. Yeah. Three days total. And Kelly said, I would film multiple episodes a day. She's like, that's why I always wear black in the office. She's like, in my real office, I didn't always wear black. I, I wore black every day. So for continuity, yeah. you could, you'd think it was multiple days. Yeah. And, um, and she said, and I, and I think Wills tries to break in, uh, and he says like, oh, Stephanie, do you think that like maybe, because Kelly was so hard on you, like it drove you later in life, and, You know, and Stephanie keeps saying, well, because I have a clothing line now, Kelly. I have a bag line now. And Kelly's like, good for you. I don't, like, whatever. And Kelly says, like, I have mentored all of these girls. I've written two books about mentoring young women. She said, you know, I'm not someone who goes around crushing people's dreams. Like, yes, I am very hard, but I support women. And, like, that pushes Stephanie right over the edge. And she keeps getting really mad and saying, like, like, she's just promoting her books. She's just talking about herself. She's not... Like, talking about me and, like, what happened with me. And then the producer keeps interjecting and defending Kelly because... And Kelly keeps saying, I only did this because of Anna someone or another. So, I don't know if that's the producer's name. Yeah. And that's why she did it or she's somehow affiliated with a friend of the producer. But the producer keeps, like, defending her. And what ends up happening is, I mean, there is just this vicious round and round where Stephanie keeps saying the same thing and Kelly keeps kind of saying the same thing but much more cohesively Right. and Wills keeps going like we're getting nowhere like this is you know I don't think this is going to get resolved and then Stephanie wants to hang up on her Stephanie's like hang up on her hang up on her just hang up on her (laughs) and I thought Kelly was going to hang up because I'm like Kelly why are you even like and Kelly kept going she's like I didn't have to do this like I did not have to do this she's like I'm not getting paid to do this Um, and and Stephanie at one point, like, jabs at her and says, like, so what are you doing now, Kelly? Where's People's Revolution
1: now? Still, still
0: active. And, and Kelly's like, Google it. (laughs) Like, you can Google it. Like, if you want to know, like, whatever. Um, so, and, so, Stephanie keeps yelling about hanging up and, and Kelly says, like, yeah, hang up. She's like, hang up. This is not going to ruin my day if you hang up on me. Like,
1: hang up. God, I love her.
0: And so, they finally, and Will's finally like, I don't think we're going to get anywhere. I think we should just end this. Like, thank you for calling Kelly. And then at the end, there is this end where the producer says, like, you know, I, I have to say, like, you know, I love both of you. And I guess they've talked to other people who've said in production that were like, when you talk to people in production, they say that they love both Kelly and Stephanie. Like, they love both of them equally. Um... And then you can tell that Wills is definitely, like, neither of these two other people on this podcast are saying to her, like, oh, you poor thing, like, and she cries. I mean, she literally, like, gets hysterical. And um, all Wills keeps saying is, like, it's very obvious to me, he's like, you said earlier that you and Spencer are incapable of being fake on TV, and that a lot of the other people you work with are fake And, like, put on a front that you can't put on. And it seems to me that just goes to this. Like, this is... You were not putting on a front. You thought this was a real interview. You were really bringing your real self to the table. And Kelly was playing the game and having this TV show. And, um, you know, maybe that was part of the problem. But you can totally tell these the Wills and the producer are, like, not into her delusions and are team Kelly in the situation. Yeah. But it was... The whole podcast is 45 minutes long. I want to say the last half hour is the, like, really good, juicy part. Okay. Um, but it was good. And Stephanie is deluded. She's completely
1: delusional. It kind of sounds like she's pulling a low hand. Like, she just doesn't... Like, she's out to lunch. Like, she doesn't... She is out to lunch. And, I mean, everyone's experience is different. I don't want to negate her experience. And maybe
0: she did really think that she was... But, I mean... And, 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 and she, maybe
1: MTV sold it to her like it was real.
0: Yeah, and I think they did. Because I think that she was not bright enough to know what was going on behind yeah. the scenes. And she does say... And wasn't she
1: not sober then, too?
0: Well, here's the thing. She's not sober now, because she yeah. talks about drinking nonstop on the podcast and yeah. how she loves to drink and wants to get a drink. So, I mean, I think she was, like, not drink. I mean, she's drinking, for sure. But um, she does say, and this is the only thing that w- I thought was semi-valid-ish, and I still think Kelly's point was more valid than hers, but she says, like, Kelly, you should have come up to me off-camera and said, by the way, like, I did all this for the cameras. Like, if you want to have a handbag line, have a handbag line. Like, whatever. You know, I didn't want to... And so, and, but Kelly is like, that's not my job. Which is true. She's like, it was not my job. That was the producer's jobs. That was whoever... It's not my job. Like, I did the job I came to do. Yeah. So... For those of you who listened.
1: Nice. I was
0: into it. It was so good. I hope that you will listen. You can also chime in next time you record on your thoughts about it after you've listened to it. But it is worth a listen, you guys. Like, so good. I love Kelly. Yeah. I mean, I
1: already know I'm team Kelly. Yeah.
0: So, so, so good.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. It's not as long as I thought it was, too. I did add it to my podcast queue, so I will stop forgetting about it.
0: No, and that's why I was happy that I could save it for last night, because I was afraid it was going to be, like, an hour and a half, two hours, and I was like, I wouldn't be able to do it in one trip home from the gym, but, like, I was, and it was perfect.
1: Nice. So, I appreciate your thoughts, because Bougie Bio number six is very short and And kind of dark. Yeah. So, number six is Taylor DiGiovanni, which is Italian. So, Taylor went to Stuyvesant High School, also, like, bed I hope I'm saying that right, guys. I'm not from New York. So, it is a public school in Battery City Park. It's one of the top 100 public high schools, pretty frequently. Um, and they do have notable alumni, like all the prep schools. Lucy Liu. Ooh. Yeah. Tim Robbins. Nice. James Cagney. And Paul Reiser. Oh. Yeah. Not bad. So... Taylor is pretty much not, she doesn't exist anymore. And there is another Taylor Giovanni that's of a similar age who went to Temple university in Philadelphia and has a LinkedIn profile and a Facebook profile. That's not our Taylor. Um, so don't be fooled by that. I was for a second and I got very excited. Um, the only thing I found out about our Taylor is that when she went to prom, when she was in high school, she was in the same prom group, which I guess, you know, could mean anything like could mean a limo group. It could mean a dinner reservation. I don't know what that, you know, it can mean a variety of things. She was in the same prom group as Andrew Warren, who is this guy who's basically like famous because of rich kids of Instagram. Oh, Okay. And he's, I think he's got, there's some articles about him. You can look him up. He's friends with like Bella Thorne and all these people just for being like, he's almost like, he's almost like a PC, but like if PC had grown up to be even more PC, basically. Um, and I don't mean politically correct. I mean, even more like the bitch he was at the dinner party. Like, (laughs) um, so Taylor, I guess was friendly with this guy when they were younger And then Frank tried to do a dive on Taylor, and you actually found some stuff buried in a Reddit thread. Uh,
0: Yes. And so, um, in the NYC prep Reddit thread, and again, this is Reddit, so take it for a grain of salt, and I am going to try to remember to post it um, the day this episode drops, because I didn't want to post it beforehand. So, this was a year ago on the NYC prep Reddit thread on um, the Real Housewives subreddit. Um, I saw Taylor from NYC prep begging for money on the subway the other day. It was actually shocking and pretty scary. I knew it was her right away since I knew her before the show. Um, Poor girl. Hope she gets the help she needs. And then someone wrote in. Oh, what did I just touch? Um, What happened to her in the aftermath of the show? Like before you guys fell out of contacts. Um, No idea. We lost contact before the show started. I think she dropped out of college. Her family still lives in NYC. It was in, in a nice home. I think it was drugs, which is sad.
1: Yeah. Very sad. And that's unfortunately all we were able to find about her too. So Well, and honestly, if she's hanging out with
0: this Insta person who's hanging out with Bella Thorne and whomever, if they were actually friends, it wouldn't surprise me that she was getting into like a party lifestyle.
1: Right. But that was also 10 years ago that she would have gone to prom, so No, but
0: I'm saying if that
1: was the beginning of her
0: party lifestyle. I mean, it yeah. takes I mean, it takes a long time to get to the begging for money on the subway aspect of your drug career, so That's
1: true. Yeah. Um, it's really sad. And I, to be honest, I wouldn't have expected that. I mean, I guess compared to the other kids on the show, she's not like a prep schooler whose family has like, you know, these really like weighted expectations of her. But at the same time, I wouldn't have expected it because she's so cheery and innocent. You know, it's, she's only 15. So no one knows, like it could be anybody, but it's just, it's very sad because she's like the happy one.
0: Yeah, um, it is sad. And, I mean, again, hopefully it's not true. This is, like, some bullshit thing in Reddit. So it's very possible that it's not true. Um, And it, the only reason that I feel like it might track a little bit is that her complete lack of an online presence. Like, yeah. I feel like a millennial to not have, like, an Instagram or a Twitter or a Snapchat or, like, nothing.
1: Nothing. Um,
0: And it's not just us, because I know does some deep digging, but there's a, um, was it Vulture? Who wrote that article?
1: Paper or something like oh, that. Oh yeah,
0: paper magazine did an article in twenty fourteen about the show that at the end of this I will publish on Twitter. Um at the end of the season. Um and they couldn't find anything about her either. No. So if they can't, like and that, that and, ar- and literally everyone but her.
1: No, and that article's a couple years old. So it's twenty fourteen. Yeah, they've already tried.
0: So that's the only reason that it leads me to believe that it may be true.
1: Yeah. Yeah, So. and she fun. she created a Twitter account for the show like they all did, and I don't think hers has any tweets on it. Like, she just never used yeah, it. Yeah, no. Yeah. So, that's kind of a downer. But this episode was alright. Yeah, it was. Um, it's called Guest of Guests. And it's Fashion Week, which brings us back to our roots, really. This Kelly Catrone conversation yeah. and the Hills reboot fits right in. Yeah. We, we are up on our Fashion Week. We are. A little bit. So... Jessie got the job with Charlotte Ronson, so she says, and she's 7 years younger than everyone else who was interviewed.
0: Now, this is the biggest bunch of bullshit yeah. in the world. Yeah. So, no you didn't get the job. Charlotte Ronson cut a deal with Bravo so that they could film her fashion show yep. and promote her, yep. and they had you stand in the back for the one show just so the cameras could be there.
1: Yep. That's why That's you a, don't you don't have anything to do. No. Jessie stands around. They really do have too many interns, though. Or um, they don't trust their interns to do anything significant.
0: Well, we saw two minutes of hours worth of work. I mean... True. It would not be hard for them to go, okay, we're going to get a clip of the intern standing around. We're going to make this one other intern basically tell her that if you don't stand out, you end up standing around. And that way we have an excuse, a whole storyline of why she's standing around.
1: Yeah. It's pretty boring, though.
0: And you don't, on your
1: first day of the job, you don't work fucking fashion week. No. That's not how that works. That's You're the trained. thing. I mean. And when she says she got the job, I think the job was a volunteer. You know, like, it was to just be there. It was, like, crowd control. She didn't get an internship. No. And That's she, why the guy was like, who can work tomorrow? Yeah.
0: And she also, uh, very obnoxiously, is like, uh, these girls are all seven years to me and um, we have the same resume. Like, you need to step up your game.
1: Yeah, you have the money to do extracurricular shit. Yeah, I hated that, but we see Baby Kristen Bell in the front row, which was yeah, fun. Yeah, and then the other intern says, "Where's Lindsay?" Lohan. I know, mm-hmm. bringing it back to the yeah. beach house again. And the other intern's
0: name was Sophia, the yeah. one that she talks to, the kind of like Russian-y one. Yeah, and Matt Keyes is back with his Bobo, my Isaac Mizrahi self.
1: Yep, yeah. and. um... Jessie doesn't have a lot to do. She guards a door and then they watch the show. We see some shots of the show and who's in the front row and all that. And then she leaves Bryant Park by saying her next move is to call Carmen Mark Balbo.
0: Well, and I love too that um, she, if this was a real job, which we know it's not, she didn't even do it. The other intern's like, we can not watch the store. Let's just go watch the show. And I'm like, you had one job.
1: You had one job. One
0: job. And... Also, if it had been a real job, which is—I'm not mad about it because it's not—but what a dick move to take someone else's spot just when you're like, eh? They didn't give me enough on the first time. I quit.
1: I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's what made me wonder if it was an internship too. Like, oh, I volunteered at a fashion show. This is too hands off for me. I need a like an actual internship. Yeah, well, I mean, I
0: think they're all internships. But I mean, I have a feeling those other girls weren't seven years older than her. They were probably in college and also looking for internships.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um then we get a scene of Taylor and Cole attending the Jill Stewart fashion show with PC and Kat.
0: And this whole thing, first of all, I was shocked that PC wasn't annoyed at the like way Cole was dressed. I know. And Taylor too, actually, but Well, yeah, but at least Taylor was kind of wearing off but what I mean they looked like two average high school kids sitting front row at a fashion show. I mean it was weird. It
1: was weird. And PC and Cat are doing that thing where they're so cool they can't take their sunglasses off inside. Yeah. I hate that. And PC does it the entire episode. Yeah, he does.
0: Um, And I... Had to say that I was living for Cole the entire time. Me
1: too. Cole was
0: the star of this fashion show. So,
1: real quick, they see celebrities and Taylor is freaking out. She sees Paris Hilton and Amanda Bynes and PC basically tells her to mellow out. Uh, Amanda
0: Bynes specifically because she walks right by her. and She, like, loses her mind and she's like, I want to meet her. Now, this is, again, where I was very much relating to PC because if I was in any capacity, where there were famous people around when I was younger, not only would I... I mean, I would internally freak out, But except for Shannon Doherty. I did lose my mind when I met her. But um, I would actively ignore them. Yeah. Like, literally turn my back on them and be like, like... Like, they even knew who the fuck I was or gave two shits. But I... And if I had been with someone who freaked out like that, I would have melted into the sidewalk with embarrassment.
1: Yeah. I've only... I've never met anyone like that exciting, but it's it's been a crapshoot. I've never lost my shit and fangirled out, but one time I met Jacques Pepin, the chef, and I was drunk, so I was just like really excited <laughs> about it. But I didn't like, you know, there's no bursting into tears or jumping. It's he's a chef. Well,
0: drunk like, is different. That's right. a whole nother ball game. But, but I'm like, stone cold sober. When I
1: sat at Sir and Peter walked by me, I was like, meh. I didn't want to give him the satisfaction of, like, letting him think he's famous. Oh, if I ever go to yeah. Sir, and any of them, like, if Jax is working, I'm going to pretend like, I don't know who the fuck he is. Yeah. I'm gonna like, You're going to, like, tip him a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm I'm with you. But if I were 15 and one of those, like, if Paris Hilton had walked by me, I kind of, I would have stopped and stared, for sure. Well, I would have, like,
0: very quietly been like, oh my god, it's Paris Hilton. Like, under yeah. my breath, and then, yeah. like, oh, 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 oh. I'm, like, trying to, like, clandestinely look at her and stamp. I, I would want to... Sneak my way over to stand by her, but then turn my back to her. Like that's <laughs> the kind of stuff that I would have done.
1: You want to like touch the back of her hair, but you know, <laughs> yeah, just you be like um, oh, mm, who are you again? <laughs> <laughs> Spell your name for me, real quick. Yeah. Um, so while the show is going on, PC and Kat are actually talking about the clothes. The clothes are very cool. Um, and part of the like theme of the show is that Jill Stewart is showing a lot of like knee socks with a heel yeah. and like a mini skirt. It's very clueless, but for 2009, and it's very cute. Yeah. And Kat is saying that that's, you know, she doesn't think she could pull that off. And PC is talking about how it's very hard to pull off and... So then they keep panning back and forth between them talking about the clothes and what Taylor and Cole are talking about. And they're talking about how the hat looks like Mary Poppins, how the model has an evil face but a nice butt, how tall they are, like just very... I like purple. Yeah. Oh, I like those purple pants. Purple's my favorite color. You'd look great in those. Like, it's very high school, and it's kind of cute. I like it's it. It's cute, and it was so, like, Cole was just so funny, and, like,
0: genuinely paying attention. I mean, I feel like a lot of high school boys would be like, uh, fashion show, ugh, uh. But he was like, oh, like, that's kind of cool looking. Yeah. Meanwhile, PC wants to kill himself. Yeah. Because he's mortified.
1: We also need to talk about PC's fingerless mittens. I have them. Wrist warmers? What do you call them? Gloves. Fingerless gloves. Yeah. Okay. Had them when?
0: Um, probably around that time period, maybe a little before. They, the ones I had though, were the fingerless gloves, but they were mittens that That like flip
1: back and like stick on the back. Of course I had those too because I was a cigarette smoker, but he's wearing them indoors with short sleeves. Oh, oh, well, I mean,
0: there was, I mean, I feel like all the time that periodically comes back. Fingerless driving gloves periodically come back. I feel like I see a lot of the housewives currently Carol. wearing them now. Carol. Carol, like that. I mean, that stuff just pops back up every few years.
1: I know. He just he's like flaunting them and like becoming more gay with every episode. So he's like using his wrist a lot, and yes. I just can't. And he's got like a scarf wrapped around his neck like fifty times. I can't. I can't. He's Was
0: metrosexual. He... What What do you want?
1: I, I mean, I know. <laughs> I can I can tell from space that he's metrosexual. <laughs> So then on their way out, so this actually wasn't at Bryant Park. It looked like it was at um, the Met. Yeah. And on their way out, PC says, quote, she was a little less retarded today. Yeah. In reference to Taylor. Yeah. Not nice. No. I understand what he means, but I don't like the terminology. And I don't, I just don't like that PC thinks of himself as somebody that shows other people the world. And that's what annoys the shit out of me about him everything he says I it just it's douche oh 100% it's douche take but it. on the
0: same token like it completely is but the grossest part of it is that there's a kernel of truth to it like Taylor and Cole would right. never get to go to a fashion show especially never ever sit in the front row most people don't get to do that ever I've never done it and um probably haven't since so no. on the one hand it's like he's such a douche But a douche becomes even more annoying when when they're correct about their douchey. Like it's. Yeah.
1: No, I'm with you. And the funny thing I love Taylor because she says, I don't know what it is about PC, but everything about him is hilarious to me. (laughs) Like she just doesn't take him seriously in a way that I wish was true for me, but he drives me batshit. But I, and I, but I think that's why PC likes her so much. Yeah. Because
0: she doesn't take him seriously. She thinks all these goofy things he does are funny. Right. And doesn't really get upset with him.
1: Right. She, he's just like this weird unicorn to her. Yeah. Um, so then we go to another fashion show. We go to Aaron Featherston with Sebastian and Kelly. Yes. And PC is also there, um, with Devorah. His new best friend. His new best friend. Flash mentor? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Um, and so we get this scene of Sebastian and Kelly backstage because they got VIP passes, but they're just standing back there. They're not like taking anything in. They're just talking about random stuff. And he basically says now that he's not hanging out with Taylor, we should hang out. And she was like, well, yeah, as friends. And he immediately looks butthurt and then in her confessional she says, I'm not your weird backup girl. Yeah. I mean, and to think that, I mean, just the chutzpah of this
0: idiot teenage boy to be like, um, I just really upset you like two weeks ago because I picked your friend over you. Um, and now because she dumped me,
1: let's get it on. I mean, like you're, really dude? Yeah. Also... Did you think that was going to work with anyone? I mean, it happened in our last episode, and it happens again in this episode, but for someone who apparently is all about the ladies and wants to slay ass, he also turns on a dime on girls. He really does. Like, we'll talk about that later, but... Um, so then PC is in the front row with Devorah, and Kelly and Sebastian are in the fifth row. They can see him, but PC obviously can't see them. And they show the clothes, and... They're, again, very cool, but they are runway. They're a little more couture-looking, and PC's just freaking out. Like, his eyes are alight, and he talks about how incredible the clothes are. And then Sebastian has the best quote he's probably ever had, and in his confessional he said, I mean, it was cool, but no one would ever wear that shit.
0: <laughs> um, I also want to go back to a minute. He yes. says, when he's talking to Kelly, that he was mean to Taylor.
1: Yes. No, he no, wasn't. And... No, he said, I hung out with Taylor yesterday. Like, he's talking about something we didn't see.
0: Oh, I thought he said a week ago. I thought he said I hung out with Taylor a week ago or two weeks ago or whatever, and I thought he was referring to the breakup.
1: I think he's referring to something we didn't see.
0: Oh, okay. That makes more sense, because I was like, you sure were not mean to her. Like, she was mean to you, if anything.
1: No, and I actually, Kelly gained favor in my book even more, because she said, well, you don't have to be her friend, but you don't have to be mean to yeah. her. Like, Kelly has a good head on her shoulders. I like her. Yeah. Which makes even more sense why I like her and Camille's friendship so much. Um, so then on their way out of the Aaron Featherston show. This is the best part of the whole episode. Yeah. PC stops Kelly to apologize for the dinner party. Yeah. And how he called her immature. And Kelly lights his ass up. Yeah. She schools him a bit. And she he, does. He even admits it later, which is shocking.
0: Yeah, I mean, she says, I'm tired of you saying you're more mature than us. You're not. Yeah. Like, I mean, because they're only like six Don't apologize if you don't mean it. Don't apologize
1: if you don't mean it. Um, We don't need to be friends. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. He looked shaken. He did. I loved it. Yeah. And she said, I don't know why we're fighting like we're two girls or something like that. She
0: said, I feel like I'm fighting with a chick.
1: Yeah.
0: Oof. Yeah. Which really cut him.
1: Yep, and even Sebastian said, like, that was cold. And Kelly was like, well, what? you know, that's how he was fighting with me.
0: <laughs> and also, too, like, it should not be a sick burn to say, like, you're fighting like a girl. Like, no. that shouldn't, that's an inappropriate sick burn. To a
1: teenage boy, though. 100%, yeah. But, I mean, I think even in today's climate, that wouldn't fly. Right. So, another fashion show, all the fashion shows this episode... Uh PC shows up again at Bryant Park to go see the Pamela Roland show with Kat and Jesse. And Pamela Rowland's been featured on Bravo several times, by yeah. the way. Um I think she's been on Real Housewives of New York a couple times, or her shows have, rather. Um so then, you know, they're they're walking down to take their seats and whatever, and PC runs into Devorah again and introduces Kat and Jesse. And Well let's say
0: first in the beginning, this is where PC says to Jesse, she admits that Kelly schooled him. Yes. In the beginning of this. Yes. To Cass- to Jesse and Kat.
1: Yes. And Jesse is not having Devorah from the very first seconds. And she says, you can just tell when someone's not from New York. Which is kind of funny.
0: Well, it's funny, but it's also well, first of all, did you mention that um we saw Paris and Nikki Hilton, which I was excited about? Oh yeah. Um they're um It's funny, but at the same time, I don't know. I hate when people say that shit. Cause for, I mean, yes, Devorah is originally from Texas, but she's rich. She's a socialite. Like Jesse, you just got lucky and were born in New York. I mean, yeah. that's like saying this... I mean, that would be no different than saying, like, you can just tell when someone's not born in America. Like, I mean, it's just... It's gross. No,
1: it is. And you would think that someone who wants to make it in fashion would respect the hustle of this woman yeah. who started her own magazine. And Jesse's not thinking of it that way. But I also understand why this new relationship of PCs is very weird to her. Well, it's weird to her, and I think very threatening to her. Yes. And with Jessie, she... Like we said, you know, in our very first few episodes, she's coming from a place of massive insecurity with how she meets new people. Yeah. And it's very, very obvious. Yeah. So here's this, like, stick figure with huge boobs who's 29 starting her own magazine and, you know, just loves this little 18-year-old. He's so cute. That would annoy the shit out of me, too.
0: Well, and I think probably another part of her is a little intimidated because I'm sure deep down somewhere because she is so insecure that she thinks that part of the reason that PC hangs out with her is for her connections. Yeah. Like I mean Jesse has a lot of fashion connections and Devorah who owns a magazine also has a lot of fashion connections so I'm sure that's threatening to her as well.
1: Yeah. So she gets mad at PC and she and Kat take their seats and they have three tickets. Two are in the front row. One is in the second row. And Cat takes PC's seat because he's off talking to Devorah. And the show is about to start. And then PC comes over and takes a seat in a second row and throws a fit.
0: Oh, does not take a seat in the second row. Says like you're in my seat. Yeah, he and tries to take it. Jesse is like no.
1: Yeah. Which is funny because she tries to wash her hands of it later, and I was like, that was your idea too. She tries to blame Kat for it, but. No, it was 100% her idea, and I believe they were 100% Jesse's tickets. Yeah. Also, I mean, I kind of agree with Jesse, like, Pamela Rowland designs women's clothes. Yeah. Can Kat sit in the front row this time? Um, but
0: this is when PC in Confessional calls Jesse a fat cunt. Yep, and I then think he, he calls her fat twice.
1: Yep. And then he calls Kat a cunt. He leans forward and he says, just so you know you're a huge cunt, and she turns around and says, Thank you.
0: Yeah, I just wrote in my notes, PC is stroking out over his seat.
1: Oh my god. It but like it's a second row for a women's fashion show. At the beginning of the runway. Yeah. It's like a perfectly amazing spot. And are you in the market for a new dress? Like what I don't get it. Oh, I get it. It's a status
0: thing. Well, it's a status thing, and when the pictures come out from the show, who shows up in the pictures? The people in the front row. Right. When they're taking the pictures of the clothes, you don't see the person in the second row. You see all the people in the front row. That's why
1: he wants to be in the pictures. Well, too bad. I'm not on his side. Um, and then we get this... Oh. <laughs> so when they walk out of the Pamela Rowland show and all of a sudden Jesse's is playing it coy. Like she had nothing to do with Kat taking PC seat, even though in her confessional it was 100% orchestrated by her because she was mad about Devorah. Yeah. And she literally, I mean, I i
0: can visibly picture her saying to Kat, like, don't you move. Don't you move. You sit yeah. right there. Don't you move.
1: Exactly. And she says to, in her confessional says, go sit with your new friends. Yeah. So she's being a bitch And then outside the tent, she says she doesn't want anything to do with it. And as she walks away, PC gives her the double finger, which is... Mm -hmm. I actually liked it. Um, And then we get this very bizarre scene. And it's it's kind of funny. I just don't have notes about it. Of Kelly and Camille shopping. And Kelly explaining that she's going to be getting a stylist for her music career.
0: Well, and at first, I thought that Camille was shitting on Kelly. And she kind of was talking down to her, but then in another scene later, it seems more that she just doesn't want Kelly to lose her individual sense of self.
1: Right, and she basically is like, "You're not famous yet. Don't change." Yeah, yeah.
0: But she does it like that. Kelly talks about how um, her uh singing teacher wants her name to just be Kelly exclamation point, and um, Camille has a field day with that. I'm just like, "Are you gonna um dot the i with a heart?" Yeah, she she's doing it in a shady way, even though it was apparently
1: coming from a nice place. It,
0: it, honestly, it wasn't until the next time we see them right. talking about this that I was like, oh, she actually wasn't being so much of a monster. But yeah. in this scene, it made it seem like she was being a monster.
1: Yeah. So then Jessie now has an internship with Carmen Mark Valvo, which we know she did work there for quite a while, actually. Yeah. Um, and they, instead of doing a fashion show, are doing a private press event that Jesse's working. And she arrives late. And w- Which was a little confusing because she says
0: in the beginning of the scene that she's late. Yeah. Then when she gets there,
1: she says, "Oh, I came straight from school," but she didn't. She said yeah, she that went home she, to change. She but, went home to change. But I
0: mean, she was hours late. I yeah. believe, like three hours late. But so I, I'm a little confused because I was like, you claimed that you you said full on said you were being late, and then we're claiming. Later that you weren't, and then it was a mix-up. So, so
1: the her boss Frank says, Appreciate. I thought that he says, I thought you would be here at one, and she said, Oh, I had school today. So I think she was late on her timeline, and then on their timeline, she was even Super later late. Okay, so I think she got there at like three thirty, but she thought she was supposed to be there at like three. Oh. Still, not a good look to no. be late on your first day. No, but I guess it worked out fine for her. So, right. Um, and then we get the quick scene of another fashion show where Kelly and her new stylist, whose name is Lauren, they go to the Walter fashion show.
0: Well, first, before that, with the, um... With the Carmen Marfell though, we get um them talking about... He asked her to go get Ted Gibson, who is a hairdresser. He actually used to have a salon in Chevy Chase here. I oh. was going to work for him. He's a big... He was Oprah's hairdresser for a while. He's a big deal. Okay. Um, And then we also got shots of Amanda Bynes, Paris Hilton, and Kim K.
1: Yes. Um, sorry, I forgot I had a comment about that, too. Jessie is doing a good job, and she seems really excited and happy to be there, but she could work on her, like just manners with people. Like, they show her handing out press kits, and it's like, do you have a press kit? You say, would you like a press kit? Are you a member of the press? Can I give you a press kit? Well, I also found... Her her pleasantries need some work. For sure. And I also found it a little shocking
0: that she was so familiar with the designer.
1: Yeah, like, hey, Carmen. her
0: boss, yeah. He must be a family friend or something. Yeah, Or maybe he worked with her at Operation Smile.
1: Yeah. No, 100%. He mentioned something about how they donate dresses... To charity fashion shows. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't imagine any designer being that
0: chummy with an intern.
1: No, and I think your boss is Mr. Valvo until you're told otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even then, they say, like, Jesse, could you go get so-and-so for me so he can take a picture with Carmen? And she walks over to someone and just says, Carmen's ready for a photo with you. Yeah. No. The designer would like to take a photo with you is now a good time or what? You know what I mean? She basically
0: went straight from nothing to a mini Kelly Catron.
1: Yeah. And don't do that.
0: No. You haven't earned that. She needs to be a Lauren Conrad in between.
1: Yeah. And just be a little bit nicer. It's not that hard. And like I said, we have this brief scene at the Walter show. Um, Yes. And my takeaway
0: from the brief scene at the Walter show, my two takeaways were, there was this woman with the most hideous red paint-dipped hair I've ever seen in my entire life. It was awful. Um, <laughs> she was friends with Lauren, the fashion stylist. Yep. Um, and I thought the clothes were really cute. Me and too. I didn't think they looked like Kelly's style. And Me Kelly too. said,
1: like, I liked a lot of them. So. A lot of leather, which I liked. And there was this really cute, more feminine style dress with, basically, it was a sleeveless moto jacket yeah. over it. It was very cute. It was really I cute. Liked I liked the clothes a lot. Me too. Um, so then we're back at the Carmen Mark, that's a mouthful, Carmen Mark Valvo press event. Let's just say Valvo. Valvo. Yeah. And PC shows up because Jesse invited him kind of as her plus one once the work part was over to this press event. At least that's how I took it. And he shows up with Zach, the photographer, Trey, the stylist who has the prettiest hair in the world. And then, apparently, Devorah is also coming later.
0: Now, what I don't understand about... First of all, how many times have we seen this trope used on reality shows? Yeah. Where someone has a job, they invite one person, and they bring a hundred. We saw it in the hills. Yeah. I feel like I've seen it on Housewives. I mean, it happens a lot. Yeah. Um, So, first of all, just so all of my friends know, if I ever get a job like this, which I'm not even trying to, none of you are invited to the party. Yeah. Because I've learned my lesson, and I would not invite a single friend because they are going to show up with extra people. Yeah. Now, I'm calling bullshit on this a little bit. Yeah. Because he brought a stylist, a photographer, and a magazine editor and head in chief. So, Devorah I think, seems
1: pretty connected. I, I think surprised. they were invited. Yeah, I do too. But, for the sake of this show... I am on Jesse's side.
0: Oh, I'm a hundred percent like if suspension of disbelief and everything that we're seeing is supposed to be factual. Yes, I'm a hundred percent on um, Jesse's side. Yeah. Now I am gonna pull something up from later um, and talk about it now a little bit. When she's out with Jesse, she says you brought six people. Yeah. We only saw three. Yeah. Which are, maybe those were the three that were invited, and maybe there were three other hangers on that we didn't get to see, and that's really what she was pissed about.
1: Well, and later, her boss does bring it up. Yeah. He said, what about your company? Yeah. Or he said, what about your friends? And she said, well, my friend yeah. brought friends. So, PC did kind of fuck her over, I think.
0: For sure. Definitely. But uh, I'm thinking that these friends are the three people we did not see. Yeah. I don't think it was Devora Trey, or that. Right.
1: Well, and then she pulls PC aside and she actually maintains decently well, even though she's fuming. And she says, I'm a little hurt. You know, I invited you to celebrate like my first day at my new job. And like, I invited my friend and you rolled up with an entourage. Um, and then on the way out... Well, no, she says that later when they
0: have the dinner. She didn't say that now when they're at Aroma. This is when she basically says to him, who are these people... I feel like they're using you. You need to be careful about you're surrounding yourself with. She pulls
1: him aside at the Valvo event and says, I'm a little hurt.
0: I know, but I thought she said, I'm a little hurt, and then said, I'm a little hurt because you're not spending time with me. Who are these people? I, I don't think she ever at that point yelled at him about bringing people. I think it was more, I'm hurt, you're not spending time with me, and I'm concerned these people do not have your best interest at heart.
1: I don't know. She says the using thing at coffee, but I was just proud that she didn't say, fuck you for doing this. She said, I'm a little hurt. That I, know, was the I wrote phrase. my
0: notes, as I said, Jesse's actually being a good and real friend, which yeah. is weird, gross again. I don't like defending her, but I mean, it was very, it seems very genuine. Because
1: the other thing that they're doing is they're trying to convince PC to go out.
0: Yes. And, and he's got papers due and he was out all night with him the night
1: before. And, and only made it to two periods of school that day. Yeah. So she was kind of saying, don't do that. Which also backs up what Camille was saying last episode. About Even their just, school. Yeah. I know. I thought the same thing. I'm like, so Jesse went to school to take a French test, then went home to change, and then went to her internship? Like, they're not busy. No. Yeah. And so then on the way out of the party, PC does go out with his new posse, and Devorah says, like, what's up with Jesse? She's always upset about something.
0: That was at the bar. That happened earlier. Oh, okay. She's like, what's up with her? She's like, she's always, like, upset about stuff. And then like, and then they're out front walking and she's talks, she's like, well, she's like, let's go to Buddha bar.
1: Yeah. Whatever. Devorah's also dressed like she's going to the opera. Should I, I didn't think so. I mean, I liked the dress, but like, I don't know. It's quite a statement. I think you just feel that way because it was satin. Well, it's emerald satin and backless. I mean... See, to
0: me, that doesn't say opera. Well, it...
1: I mean, it was really low
0: cut in the front. I thought it was a pretty dress.
1: But it's long. It's floor length. Not... No, it was like mid-calf. Was it? Yeah, it was mid calf. Okay, it looked like a gown to me. That's no, what no, no, I said. No, that. it was
0: mid- that's why I was really surprised. We were watching you said opera, it's mid calf.
1: Jesus Males the, the, it scares me every time.
0: Um, it, no, it was mid-calf. Okay. Yeah, it was knocked to the floor. Okay. It still was quite a statement. Yeah. I mean, it was a statement, but I I didn't it didn't read as opera it, to me. It just
1: read like fashion y. Okay. Well, it looked it looked floor length when I saw it. And she looks very pretty in it. It's just like it's like when someone shows up to a wedding like wearing bright red. You yeah, know? it had to flip, like, too. Yeah, it was it was very like look at me.
0: Yeah. Which... Oh, for sure. But she says, and I believe this is true. And I, I, when she was like, everyone was commenting to her, and she's like, "Is this my job?" She's like, "I have to." That's look like That's true. And she's, she's like, supposed not, to stand up. You know, she's like, "I," it, you know, "It's not." I wish I could show up in sweatpants. Like this is, I have to be like this every day.
1: That's true. You can't which really. Which is again,
0: like, I feel like Jesse should be like, yes, like another girl boss. Like I get it. Like I know. you're into fashion, I'm into fashion. Like I. It's a shame that PC... Doesn't facilitate it better. Well, and that, that was PC was in the mix with this because I feel like otherwise, Jesse would have been all over Devora, Been like, oh, she is a magazine. We can get Operation
1: Smile in it. She's into fashion. I'm into fashion. Yeah. You'd think she'd use it to her But advantage. I mean, I think she's also threatened by other women. So. She is. And then we get the dumbest scene ever of Camille and her mother getting their hair done and the sister calls and is locked out. At Minardi. Yeah. yeah that's it. They're just getting highlights. Yep. Like, whatever. Yep. And then we see Sebastian on another date. At Prespa. Another dinner. This girl's name is Daniela. And she's a public school girl. And they seem to have a nice vibe at first. Well, except she's way too good for him. A, she looks 25. I she know. She seems very
0: mature. She's very pretty. He looked like a, ch- I mean, he is a child, but he looked even more like a child next to her.
1: His hair also, I mean, I know we both hate it, but like, it looked like actual shit. In the, it was like frizzy on the bottom and like it looks really gross. I think it always looks gross. Yeah. But. Um, and then she says that she knows Cole. Which is interesting
0: t- because in the scenes from the next it turns out she used to date Cole but we don't find that out at this meeting.
1: Oh, is that the girl that was in the preview? Yeah. Oh. Daniela.
0: Or I, Danielle. Okay. Daniela I mean. Yeah, he says Daniela and she's like I don't understand why he wants me to meet Daniela so much
1: interesting yeah so it's weird
0: that she didn't say to Sebastian he's my ex-boyfriend she just said like I know I know Cole he's a great guy
1: yeah so then Sebastian immediately writes her off yeah like the date is over two strikes Cole and public school girl yeah but also like she's flirting with you and she's very pretty and then she wants to touch his hair she says before we go can I touch your hair and he just says that's weird yeah he's like no that's weird well, you touch it every five seconds. What's the difference? And then
0: later he was in his confessional. He was like, it's have been like Sebastian, the dog. Like, calm down, Jerry Joel.
1: Yeah. Well, also if you're going to have hair like that, and it is kind of dog-like. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and then we get another really stupid scene of Taylor and her friend Ayala. I can't speak today. Um, walking around Bryant Park talking about how PCs buy. Which
0: I think was intru- well they're not talking about it. She says it in the confessional. She just says like he sleeps with anybody. In the yeah. confessional she said bisexual. Yeah. Which I thought like not cool of Taylor to
1: out, out PC. Yeah. I. It's very odd. Yeah. And she says I don't know if being bi is cool but I guess it's cool that he is. Yeah. That, that's such a 15 year old thing to say. What the fuck does that mean? Um,
0: I don't <laughs> think she meant I don't know if being bi is cool like not meaning that it might not be okay. I think she meant not like that it's not currently hip and in fashion. Yeah. It's what she meant. Okay. I think that's what she meant by that.
1: It's still a 15 year old thing to say. Oh yeah. Um, but then I have no more notes about that cause it was pretty boring.
0: That's me. Yeah, I just heard Taylor Al's PC is by. That was my only note.
1: Yep. Um, and then we go to the Volvo office and Jesse's showing up for a day of work and I'm pretty sure she's wearing this Chanel headband. Because it looks like a braided like Chanel chain on a bag. It's so bad. It's just like pointing a finger straight at the part of her hair that is the worst. Yeah. It's awful. And it's like silver and white. So it's just super spangly. And she will not take off that goddamn cuff to save her life. She'll be wearing all silver and she'll still wear that huge gold cuff. I can't stand it.
0: Maybe it's supposed to be bronze. and She feels like she can get away with it.
1: Maybe it's stuck on there. I don't know. Hate it. And she has a conversation with Frank, her boss, and that's when he asks her about her friends who came to the event and she says, you know, my friend invited friends, etc.
0: Oh, and that's when she says the six. It was in her confessional. She says six people. Yeah. So it wasn't a PC. It was in her confessional.
1: Yeah. And she says, and PC almost ruined my new job like a little bitch. Yeah. And then they go to a warehouse in New Jersey.
0: To pull dresses.
1: Yep. And I didn't really have any notes about them pulling dresses.
0: No. I mean, it was just them pulling dresses. We don't know what they were pulling them for. Or... Yeah.
1: It's pretty cool that he must be a family friend because of how close she is to him in the internship. But it is good for her. Like, she's riding with the PR director and the designer to the warehouse to go do things and learn things.
0: I have a sneaking suspicion. It's not so much that he's a family friend, but I bet over the years his her mother has probably bought a shit ton of clothes from him. Yeah. And through that, he's gotten to know her. And same and like then...
1: Charlotte Ronson. was like, oh, I'll be on TV if I have to quote unquote hire Jesse. And I'm a little surprised that they don't have someone that works in the warehouse to pull dresses for them. The designer wouldn't be doing that. No. I just realized that too. Well, and Frank's his publicist. Yeah. Like Frank why would, would your publicist be pulling dresses for you? No, they would send Jesse and another intern in a car to go do it probably. Yeah. Maybe an employee, but not, not the head of PR. Oh. Yeah, anyway. Um, and then, is it our final scene at, at Aroma, Aroma? yeah. So, this is Jessie's angry cafe. This is the cafe yeah. where she always yells at PC. And she's wearing the fugly headband again, so I was struggling to keep up because I just couldn't. She... I just want her to take like five accessories off every time. She's got rings and bracelets and the cuff and the headband. And she's got that big chunky necklace and the scarf and a beanie. And I just can't fucking stand it. And instead of screaming at PC and saying that, you know, he messed something up for her, she says, I don't want you spending time with people who are going to use you and starts to cry. Okay. Okay. I mean, I think in that moment
0: she was being very sincere and he, again, I mean, PC does this thing where he, instead of immediately apologizing, he doubles down. Yeah. And it's like, they. It, I brought a stylist. I brought a photographer. I brought a fashion editor. Like, what's the problem? Yeah. Like, they should be happy that I'm getting them press. Like, yeah. what? and what he should have just said from the get go was like, I'm really sorry. I didn't realize I could be putting your job in jeopardy. I wasn't thinking clearly. Like, I am very sorry about that. And he never does say that, but then he weirdly softens up later And says, what can I do?
1: Can I write Carbon a note?
0: Yeah, and this is what grosses me out about rich, privileged people. Not even rich people, privileged people. You can't fix everything. Like, what the fuck is a note going to do from you, high school kid, to a major designer? Like, I mean, it doesn't matter. Your friend was the one who works for him and who allowed all these extra people to show up uninvited. So, all the notes in the... I mean, What? Also, the money is spent, the drinks are gone, the event is over. It's over. Like, I mean, you can't fix things. Like, sometimes if you fuck up, they're fucked up. You can't throw money at every problem.
1: No. And that made me think that the guy's a family friend even more. Because he would know that PC was Jesse's best friend. Yeah. Or if he's friends with the mother
0: or whatever. And, again, like, it's very possible that these people were also invited and the producers said to Frank the publicist, like hey, make it seem like you're giving her a little bit of a hard time about bringing people. Yeah. Because it wasn't even, I feel like if it was truly an issue, he never even, the words never even come in Frank's mouth. Like, by the way, if this ever happens again, you're fired. When I say you can invite one person, you can only invite one person. None of that, he just kind of smirks at her a little bit. I know. So I'm having a hard time buying this entire storyline.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: But that's it. And that's all I have. I know. Um, and then for scenes for the next, we get some Jesse versus PC drama. We get Jesse drinking. And then we get um, Cole and um, Daniela.
1: Oh, yeah. Cole wants Taylor to be friendly with Daniela, apparently.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's who it was. It looked just like her. And I think they said Daniela.
1: Yeah, it did. I just didn't. I had a brain fart. I couldn't stop focusing on the fact that she looks a lot like Taylor.
0: Yeah, so that he tries to facilitate a um, kumbaya moment between his
1: ex girlfriend and his new girlfriend. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, but that's it. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful.
0: You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at One Hit Pod. You can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareBee. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.